If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we have a very special live presentation that we just did in Santa Monica on portrayals of polyamory in television and movies. Although I really wanted to call it portrayals of polyamory in the pictures, so we could have that alliteration. Yeah, that's real snazzy. That's real snazzy. (laughs) Yeah, we made this big multimedia presentation um, that includes clips from House of Cards, from Orange is the New Black, from Futurama, actually, Mm -hmm. and so, so many more. We we spent like a couple days just watching stuff, watching right. movies, watching TV, watching web series, watching so many things just in order to kind of figure out what are the stories being told about non-monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to listen to this episode and also get to see those clips, uh, you can do that uh, by going to uh, this episode on YouTube, which you can get to either by going to multiamory.com slash podcast and then looking for episode 104, which is this episode. Um, or you can go to our YouTube channel directly. Uh, probably if you just search it in YouTube, you'll find yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that way you can actually see the whole clips uh, along with video from our presentation it should be a lot of fun if you're just listening to this one you'll still get the audio from the clips mm-hmm. um, which for the most part will be okay but for some of them there's a little more visual storytelling um, right so if you don't want to miss out on that make sure to go check out the YouTube version yes so this this event was really cool for us because we actually got to do a live show and interact with an audience mm-hmm. in real time uh, which is exactly what we are looking forward to doing on our tour. Yeah, it was so much fun. I, like, seriously, we didn't put a laugh track into this episode. Like, that's, <laughs> They're all real laughs. That's all real laughs. That's all real audience uh, responses. Yeah. Um, and so if you would like to be part of a show like this and be in the audience and get to interact with us during the show, uh, we're going to be in Oakland on February 10th. This is all 2017. We're going to be in Portland February 13th. We're going to be in Seattle doing a special show for Valentine's Day on February 14th. We'll be back in L.A. on February 21st. And then in uh, the first or second week of March, we're going to be in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And we're really excited to see you there and to be part of that. If you want more information, if you want to get tickets, you can go to multiamory.com slash events. And you can see all of our upcoming events. So you can come see us. We'd love to meet you. And And we'll hang out afterward, too. Yeah. And with each stop, we're doing a different topic. You know, so it's not Mm -hmm. like we're doing this show over again. It'll be a totally new topic um, with totally new questions to toss out to the audience. Um, And yeah, we're super, super excited to do it and actually really excited to meet so many of our listeners in person. Yes. And then come out, hang out with us after those shows as well. All right. And with that, let's get on to the episode. Um, so a number of you in here are already familiar with our podcast. Some of you listen to us weekly. Some of you listen to us occasionally. Some of you have never listened to us. Perfect. Uh, so uh, we want to start out um, tossing out a question to you guys and mm-hmm. just yell it out. You don't need to raise your hand or anything. What's your favorite romantic movie or movie about love? Love Actually. Love um, Rouge. Victor Victoria. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good one. 
A more? Fuck, that's a dark one. Uh huh. Amelie. Amelie? Amelie, yeah, that's a good one. Cinema Paradiso. I don't know that one. Ali Fear Eats the Soul. I don't know that either. Is like an indie film knowledge? Yeah, The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire. That's classic. That's brilliant. Brilliant. It's about fatherly love. But we didn't say, well, we said romantic love. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other kinds of love, maybe. So, in thinking about these movies that are about love or about relationships, you know, what's the typical plot? Like, what's the plot of your typical rom com? What happens in your typical rom com? Yeah, Boy Meets Girl. Boy Meets Girl, then what happens? Marriage. Boy loses girl. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And and then, then, but then he does something really sweet. Yes. Yeah. Romantic gestures. Yeah. Nope. And then what happens at the end of the romantic comedy? They get together and then there's never any problems ever again. Exactly. Like you don't know what happens after they get together. Yeah. Yeah. Usually at the end of a rom com, usually rom coms are about like all the obstacles to the relationship and then to starting a relationship. Yeah. And then the happy ending is when they finally get to start the relationship unobstructed. Yeah. And then we don't know what the hell happens. Yeah. We just kind of assume everything's happy from then on. You know. I mean, that's like the plot of practical every single Disney movie that most of us were raised on. Um, Mm -hmm. So we started thinking about this and thinking about the fact that like media really does shape a lot of how we kind of structure ourselves as a society to a certain extent. Um, Or at least what our expectations are for our romantic relationships. Exactly, exactly. It really sets these examples that we follow by. You know, when we grow up, like, we get examples of romantic relationships by watching our parents, you know, usually the the primary example, and sometimes it's a great example, sometimes it's a not-so-great example. Sometimes it's a non-existent example. non-existent example, exactly. Uh Um, You know, watching other people in our community, but then a lot of it comes from the media that we consume, the TV Mm -hmm. shows that we watch, the movies that we watch, the books that we read. Um, So media is definitely this big influencing force when it comes to knowing what's quote-unquote right or quote-unquote wrong when it comes to relationships. Or at least what's normal. Yes. 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 Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, but often what we see, at least the three of us, when we look at media, is, mm-hmm. hey, I think that that relationship would be fixed if it were a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> sometimes. That whole well, movie would sometimes. just be done instantly if it were a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, there's a lot of films that couldn't exist right. if, if the characters were okay to have like a non-monogamous relationship. Exactly. Right. If you took away the option of having your conflict be choosing which person to be with... Or, or like dealing with cheating or something. Mm-hmm. Like half of love themed movies are just gone right there. Like right? the entire Twilight franchise, <laughs> like right. like the love triangle in um, oh uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the thing that we noticed is that like most media teaches uh, something called the relationship escalator. Um, does which anyone is, does anyone not has anyone not heard that term before? I imagine some people have not. Yeah. Right? Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the relationship escalator is a, basically a term for the idea that every relationship, in order to progress and not stagnate or be meaningless, it has to follow this progression of steps that's just kind of automatic and assumed. And the order of the steps will change slightly for some people, but it's basically that the boy meets girl, right? They get together, move in together start sleeping together, become exclusive, you know, like all those steps up to getting married, having kids. Parents in there 
You're right. Yeah, exactly. parents, so like getting married, married yeah. having kids, and then dying. and then you get old together and die. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> so, so that's the the relationship escalator was this term that was coined to describe that that idea that that any relationship to be worthwhile needs to be following that. And that, like, once you officially take that step to enter into a relationship with somebody, it's just assumed, okay, we're getting on the escalator, and mm-hmm. here we go. And Which is why you get those questions, like, you know, like, if you tell your parents that you don't have plans to get married, they're like, well, what's the point of dating at all, then? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I've definitely gotten that question before. Mm-hmm. Uh, or same with not having kids. It's like, well, then what are you guys doing? Like, what's the purpose of your life? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... The, the the thing about this is when you think about having multiple relationships, you can imagine how this comes becomes a little bit problematic. But I would also argue that it's problematic for any sort of relationship. Uh, another example of this is uh, recently I was talking with um, I was talking with a, a, a good guy friend of mine who was temporarily living with his girlfriend because she had like lost her job or something, so she moved in with him temporarily. But after this temporarily. It was kind of this like, well, are we going to get a place together now? Because if not, we're just going to break up. Because those are hmm. the two options. You can't go, you can't go back, back down you the can't escalator. Go backwards. You can't yeah. right? It only goes. Yeah. It only, only goes, goes up. one way. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. One way escalator. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's you know that's a theme that just pervades all of our movies, all of our books. You know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of considered that's normal. That's the way things are. Um, And so, of course, you know, as being three individuals who for a long time have partaken in very non-traditional or non-monogamous relationships, we also wanted to look like, well, how does the media um, handle, as fictional media specifically, handle the portrayal of relationships that aren't on the relationship escalator or who don't follow the same pattern that we're so used to seeing laid down? Um, Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, most often... You know, we're familiar with non-monogamy through the media, through our movies and TV, through the context of cheating. Like, that's yes. pretty much most of the examples that we get, which is not a very good example to get. It's, <laughs> it's you know, it's a soap opera that the husband walks in into the bedroom and catches the wife with her lover. And then there's yelling and screaming and maybe even physical violence. And like, that's for a long time has been our only example of non-monogamy in relationships. It's very Othello. Yes, yeah. very Othello. And Absolutely. so, of course... We don't want that. Um, (laughs) So the three of us on Monday decided to get in our pajamas and drink some mimosas early in the morning and watch a shit ton of polyamory in the media. Um, So we watched a bunch of different things, which we're about to show you. Yeah, we watched a lot of really great stuff. We watched a lot of really terrible stuff. Yes, Um, many things Because we really were curious, um, like, what's the story that's being told about non-monogamous relationships right now in our media? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess to, to start out, most portrayals, both in, like, non-fiction media, like in journalistic coverage of non-monogamous relationships, in documentarian coverage of it, and also in fictional coverage, most uh, non-monogamous relationships are portrayed in a way that looks as close to monogamy as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. That means usually it's very couple-centric. Usually it's a white married couple um, thinking about maybe opening their relationship or thinking about adding a third to their relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a great example of this in a show called Easy. Has anybody watched the show Easy? Yeah. At all? Um, it's a Netflix original show. Orlando mm-hmm. Bloom and... Well, it's so every episode's yes. a different story oh, different with different cr- actors. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like... So this one specifically has Orlando Bloom in it. Yeah. Right. I was getting a 
little kick out of wow. it. Wow. I think I like you could, you know, be something that might be fun to try ourselves. Fun? Don't you think it would be kind of exciting to maybe, I don't know, maybe put up a profile and see if we can reel one in? <laughs> are you kidding me? Real one in? What are you talking about? You're crazy. You want to what? You want to what? You want to what? 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 what, what, what? <laughs> Brain explode. <laughs> are you crazy? Are you serious right now? I'm serious. You want to set up a Tinder account to, for what purpose? What? So we're like, okay, sexy couple is seeking another woman. My love. Right, so it's a perfect example of like the most accessible monogamous seeming form of of non monogamy that we that we see in mm-hmm. the shows and movies that we watch. Right, it's a white couple, also coincidentally wearing white in a white room in a white room, <laughs> so much white, like so Jesus. freaking white. Right, yeah. who you know been married a long time and discover Tinder from their single friends. Yes, and then have this idea to to seek out a third, which they end mm-hmm. up spoilers doing in that episode. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I did want to clarify real quick though, just that for this particular episode that we're doing here this is just about fictional media like we're not talking about reality shows and and like news coverage of Mm -hmm. poly i just wanted to realize we didn't cover that before um so what what are some of the things i'd love to hear some just sort of shout outs from the audience what are some things that you might see as being a little bit problematic with this sort of example, yeah. Yes. It sounds like it's completely focused on bringing someone for sexual purposes rather than allowing some sort of emotional attachment to mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I mean, spoiler alert, if people care about the rest of this episode, I mean, it, it is basically just sexual in the episode. Um, mm-hmm. And it is interesting because it just focuses on, like, whether or not the couple is happy, you know? like right. when well, they... I was going to see if anyone else was going to yeah. bring that one up. But... Yeah, I'm jumping the gun here a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, I saw a hand back there. Oh, I was going to say, it feels like the, they're definitely writing the woman to sound like she's trying to please her boyfriend or husband mm. or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Spicing things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah and totally. Just the way that he responded is like, oh, oh, it's another woman. I'm cool with this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It almost sounds like he was sort of making fun of her, bringing huh. this up, and then <clears throat> being totally happy about it. Once it was right. I wasn't sure which yeah. one was going, so it was just kind of like just right. discomfort all around. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I got from him more layers. Like he was—he seemed really nervous about the idea, and like he was playing it off by kind of poking fun at her. But he wasn't necessarily as down as he felt like he needed to be. Um, so he's like, "I'm gonna act really cool about this, huh. but also seem really awkward at the same time." <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Right. Nice. Yeah. I feel like context is a little important in that, like, they're fairly new parents. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they yes. are. And they the are. person that they end up. Um, with is somebody they've had a pre-existing relationship with. Yes, she mm-hmm. is and very good friends with them. Mm-hmm. Do so. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's true. And like mm-hmm. they, they both it's they reach the point where it's a little bit more familial, where she actually goes and takes care of the kids for a while. Yeah. There are more problematic things that happen deeper in the episode. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, 
I think there are something like this is obviously problematic. Just it's like here's your fifty second look at yes, mm-hmm. these white people being cute. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, oh, bring a woman. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, a, yeah, that was, yeah. That was like a. I don't know what Orlando Bloom's choice as an actor that was, that was, was in that choice. moment, but yeah. Choice, yeah. Yeah. that was like that was exactly spot on, spot on Orlando Bloom impersonation. Exactly, right that was very very good over there. Perfect. <laughs> No, but okay, so the interesting thing about this show, we don't want to spend mm-hmm. too much time on this, is that like when they mm-hmm. do have the threesome with her, like it does cut away. Where like so they they keep their threesome keeps getting interrupted because they have to go check on the baby. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like she goes, the third woman goes. She's like, okay, I'll check on the baby because she's already like you know taking care of her before. Um, mm-hmm. And the couple continue to have sex, and they both have an orgasm, and they're just like, oh my god, I love you so much. This is so great. And then they cut on the threesome to saying goodbye to the woman. Like we don't care if she's had an orgasm. Yeah. We, don't we don't care, care if she had a good time. What we exactly. do care about is that the couple had a really good time and they got something out of this and then that's Mm -hmm. the end of it um right so it's kind of that the idea that when approaching non-monogamy and seeking a third often it's thinking of this other person as just how they serve the couple because somehow that couple is this this entity that's greater than anything else and Mm -hmm. must be preserved at all costs and we're going to get into that a little bit more uh, we have our next example, mm-hmm. which is also on this theme of um, that it's generally a couple adding a female third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually female, female, mm-hmm. male right. triads. Yeah, right. usually what's depicted. Uh, yes. Does anyone here watch the show Shameless? Yeah. Yes? Yes. One person. <laughs> a little, little bit, little bit. One okay. single person, yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> so Shameless introduced um, some like, a poly triad in one of their recent seasons, uh, and so we want to show you that. And what's actually cool about this one is that um, it's not all, the, all three of them are not white, mm-hmm. which is actually really yeah. cool. Yeah. But yeah. as you will see in this next scene, there's still some problematic issues in the way it gets approached. So are we going to have a fuck schedule or a fuck calendar? You see, like Sunday will be V and Kev. Monday will be V and Kev and Svetlana. Tuesday, just be V and Svetlana. Am I going to get my own night with Svetlana? Oh, shit. That's awesome. Oh, date night. Am I dating both of you in addition to fucking you? Do we all go on dates together? Who's going to be the third wheel? I'm wondering if you should tell people. No other dudes. No other dudes. Part of me wants to brag, but the other part's like, whoa, this is kind of freaky deaky. Keep it close. Right, so no other dudes. No, no other, other dudes. dudes. No other dudes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, clearly, the city is not using Google Calendar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the whiteboard. Right, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> going to the whiteboard. That's just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drew yeah. uh-huh. um, boobs, but he wasn't comfortable enough to draw dicks. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's you're right. great. That is this good. Is, we that knew is, you guys wow, would be a good crowd super impressive. for this yes. film analysis portion here. That is awesome. Well, so so the next clip that we the next clip that we have queued up for you, I think, mm-hmm. is actually it's interesting. So it comes from a show called You Me Her, yeah. um, which is where is it? It's on like a direct TV it's only on, yeah, channel. It's on, it's like, on uh, Entertainment One, mm-hmm. which is an online only network owned by Direct TV <laughs> that you can only stream if you have a Direct TV subscription. So basically, nobody's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. Not a big show, but. Uh, <laughs> 
and like a fifty thousand dollar budget for the entire twelve episodes. But it has, <laughs> but it has Amy Poehler's brother, oh, Greg yeah, Poehler. Yeah, yeah. You know? So oh, wow, wow, there's yeah. that. So the plot, Greg of Poehler fam. The, the, <laughs> the overall plot of You Meet Her. This is actually one of the few pieces of media that like focus entirely on a non-monogamous relationship and on mm-hmm. polyamory. And so the context basically is about this married couple. Um, they want to try to conceive a baby, but like they just haven't been having sex. They don't have any passion anymore. Um, the husband, on a whim, decides to secretly hire an escort. Yeah. Um, because his buddy tells him to. His buddy tells him to that that's going to be a great his idea. Tells um, him to. Sorry, yes. Anyway, right. long story short is that this couple ends up, you know, sleeping with and in a relationship with this college student who also works as an escort. Mm-hmm. Um, that it begins at first they hire her, like they officially hire her, you know, to have sex with both of them or separately, and mm-hmm. then they just say they kind of start uh, deepening the relationship and growing into more of a triad. Um, and it's interesting because this entire series was actually I learned was actually based on a erotic story that was written for Playboy <laughs> um, about a sugar daddy and a sugar mama who find a collective sugar baby. Um, the show itself is not quite that on the nose, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but I actually I do like this clip because it it kind of starts to call attention to some of the inherent issues with with just you know just being a couple seeking a third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Right. This this scene happens right after um, the night before that they've all had a threesome for the first time together. So did we all profess our love to each other last night or did I just imagine that? I had time to sift through the forensics while inspecting the ceiling last night and here's what I came up with. Izzy said, I love us. Not you, not me, us. Like, the three of us, together. Right, so when we said it back, we didn't really mean... I love you. We just were celebrating us, the situation, the three of us together. Okay. What does that mean? The three of us together? Are you referring to like us actually physically together in the bed, or like are we are we together together? I think the three of us could be dating. Like the three of us are seeing each other. I mean, I don't even know how that would work physically. How could we? If we walk down the sidewalk, people wouldn't be able to get around us. Society would crumble. The whole pedestrian system would, would fall apart. I mean, would Izzy sit between us at the movies and hold popcorn? What about Christmas and Thanksgiving? Would she come with us, with our families, sitting down at dinner? I thought, I thought we could play hooky. I was lying in bed, formulating a plan for an awesome day. Thought we could hit the pearl, throw back Pilsner, maybe seven, get the sunlight buzz going on. You know? Or maybe we could we could go somewhere else. Maybe, yeah, yeah. We have jobs to go to in the adult world. It's a big week for me with this whole Dean thing happening. <laughs> um, it's my alumni board is reviewing me this week. Oh yeah. Or were you guys like talking behind my back or something? Uh, well, Isabel, we're married, so we're kind of talking behind the whole world's back, like every day, all the time. So. Isabel, <laughs> what the fuck but is we were, that? We were it's mostly good things. Oh, yeah? Like what? Hmm? I think I'll call you asshole and other asshole. How's that? I think maybe you should calm down a little bit. That's. I'm sure that's very easy for you to say. You're not the one being treated like the one-night stand who lingered too long. Izzy, I'm sorry. I do not want to make you feel that way. I mean, and seriously, last night was... It was like one of the best nights of my life. Yeah, me too. This is, we just have to go to work. That's all this is. So, okay, all right. In, in defense of this show, 
they are addressing this a little bit early on so that by the end of this season, like we have somewhere to go. Yeah. Uh, although out of like 10 episodes, this is like episode six or something. Mm-hmm. So it's taken us this long to get here, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what I think is really interesting, especially in the second scene that you saw there, um, is the way that when Izzy comes out, the two of them, they're blocking, they go to the other side, so they have the island between them, and there's mm-hmm. the two of them as this unit mm-hmm. talking to this other that yeah. they're trying that they feel this need to protect themselves from yeah. which i feel like is sort of the you know bigger louder clearer thing that we've seen these hints of in those other two scenes mm-hmm. uh and i think in a lot of other kind of older movies that have dealt with some of this like like Vicky Cristina Barcelona sort of has that although that's got its whole it's a whole thing of problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyone else notice anything else about this I wanted to, to bring up before we go on? I feel like this one pretty pretty much. They're kinda... all white again. They're all they're they're all, all white again. Yeah. They're all she white. says something about a sunlight buzz. I don't know what that means. Yeah. And all arrangements have been Yeah. But do, do people call it that? Am I just not hip? You, you, not you need to drink during the day more. They felt more sympathetic though to the situation mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. they felt more conscious. I mean, even that blocking thing with the, yeah. the couple mm-hmm. is with the island yeah. between them, it felt like it was a conscious choice. Yes. And that it was. Were, yeah. really bringing yeah. out the fact that this person is feeling alienated inside mm-hmm. of you know because yeah. she's. Yeah. A third coming into their yeah. relationship. So yeah. Even yeah. though they, they created that a- alienation by not just the blocking, but condescending to her. Yeah. 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 I mean, like in the adult world, world. Right. exactly. Yeah. That was exactly. a little fucked up. Yeah. For I think sure. this is kind of a roundabout poly problem, though. This actually, on its face, is more of an age issue thing. Mm. Like, I've seen this in monogamous relationships where it's the like, well, I have a job, I'm a grown up, you're a little play thing. Right. And the fact yeah. that they're able to bring that into their lives because they have this couple together. Um, it's not immediately obvious that this is just an issue of being poly with these two people banding together. It seems like it's more a life stage issue. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. certainly, certainly. And she was kind of confrontational too. Yeah, she that's, that's right. another. I mean, yeah, she, she decided yeah. to like get all communication on her end. No, for sure, yeah. Yeah. It was for sure. Really cool because of how because everyone was kind of messing it up, right? And oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. That's that's how good to show that. Yeah, as as the functional third. There are echoes of this in in our relationship, in you know mm-hmm. that they are a unit. It's a married mm-hmm. couple, and mm-hmm. I'm the third human there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's always and probably should default back to them, like they're the ones who intend to spend forever together. Mm-hmm. And so there are moments where it's like you know there's there's jealousy and weirdness and whatnot mm-hmm. in that relationship, but that's just how that goes. Yeah. So I'm I'm seeing like echoes of reality in this. Yeah. yeah. Where we all love each other, yeah, but there's still going to be like a little bit of distance and tension created yeah. by the relationships therein. For yeah. sure, yeah. So that's, I, that's, I, I don't really take much issue with this aside mm-hmm. from the beautiful white people in the. Much. It's like, I was thinking it was like, who hey, does you can't have an island without a chandelier. You gotta have yeah, a chandelier. In the kitchen. Of all the 
all places in the kitchen. Good God. The stained glass church front door that we got. It's really intense. So we could definitely pick this apart for ages, and we would love to, but we're going to keep things rolling along. So, you know, mostly it's it's portrayals of these, you know, female-female male triads. We do see some male-female-male triads Usually within a very humorous context. Yes. Or, or not even just triads, but also just one woman with multiple men. Usually it's kind of played for laughs a little bit, which is okay. You know, it's not necessarily demonized, but it's still not given, like, the sexy airtime that we get to... <laughs> right. Yeah, know, with the women fucking When there's each women other. fucking each other, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so we, we looked for some, some examples of this, uh, and we found a nice one uh, on the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Which, <laughs> yes, uh, Eric's the one who got me into that show. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, if we can go on to this this next clip here, uh, has anyone seen this show though? Oh my First god! Story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So got it. It's one of those shows that you don't think is going to be as smart and good as it actually is. <laughs> it blows you away. But there it is. Yeah. Um, but so this this scene uh, for those of you who haven't seen the show, uh, the the main character who is the crazy ex girlfriend, yeah. uh, she's just a, a little bit delusional, a little bit out of touch with reality. Uh, and so this, the way that this episode deals with kind of showing us that polyamory is a thing while still respecting the way her character is, but also not having her destroy this thing, uh, mm-hmm. is, is kind of interesting. So we'll, let's check that out now. Oh, I'm so hungry. I can't wait for that pizza. Yeah, me neither. I'm starving. Mm. Greg? Greg, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing, Greg? Pizza in the bedroom? That's crazy. I hope you brought napkins. Uh, oh, come here, silly head. <laughs> God, this is great. I was so torn between you two. I mean, Josh, I've loved you since I was 16 years old, and Greg, I thought you were too damaged to love me, but now that you're in recovery, you seem like a really viable alternative. It's so great now that I don't have to choose. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> hey, before we dive into the za, how about a three-way spoon sesh? Great idea! Yay! Hey, who gets to have sex with me tonight? You guys want to arm wrestle for it? Sure! Okay, kiss time. That's how it works when you have two significant others at the same time, right? I was on BuzzFeed, and I saw a listicle about polyamory. And it described it as the ethical and responsible practice and philosophy of loving multiple people. And then it hit me. Josh, Greg, and I could be a polyamorous throuple. Like you guys, since, you know, I can't choose between them. Um, this sort of relationship isn't a default option for someone who can't choose. And it's definitely not about arm wrestling for sex. You know, I thought you were writing an article on us for Psychology Today. That's what it said on the Craigslist ad. Right, okay, so don't be mad at me, but that was a straight-up lie. But I still want to buy your TV stand. Wait, 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 please, 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 don't go, don't go. Listen, I am legitimately torn. What you're describing is a love triangle. That's a completely different thing. A love triangle? I guess you're right, that is what I'm in. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what, what I love about that clip is the fact that the poly people are portrayed as the voice of reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, they're the ones who are like, no, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, calm the fuck <laughs> down. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, cut. Sorry. I'm just still... <laughs> Uh, and then it breaks into song after that, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, For those of, of you who didn't know, this is a musical. Yeah, it's yeah. a musical show. Uh, <laughs> right, so this is this one's an interesting example because it's almost pointing out a lot of those those stereotypes that mm-hmm. you'll get in a lot of the you know, the people's mistaken ideas about it. And like a lot of the first questions we get when people are like, Polly, what? Is the like, oh, is it just because you can't you? choose? You because you can't commit to anybody? All those so when sorts I of in questions. Bed with two dudes, <laughs> I get that question all the time. Right. The yeah. one thing I do want to point out about this that we're going to get to a little bit more later is that you'll notice that nowhere in this reality was the possibility of having a threesome of sex with That's two true. men an mm-hmm. option. It was mm-hmm. about talking and arm wrestling over exactly. sex. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Like the who who gets to have sex with me tonight is this assumption that there could never be both of them doing that because <laughs> yeah. that is too freaky and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then it's then, closer though than we've seen. It is probably yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a better representation between the two of them. What was that? They mention it in another musical between the two of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're singing about how they screwed her all over the house. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. But never at the same time. Yeah. 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 Ever closer, but always six to eight inches could short. Al- <laughs> <laughs> it could also be her decision. Right. And yeah. she, she's not making the decision there. So. And that's yeah. her, it's her misguided sense of what polyamory what it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the problems are basically mm-hmm. the problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, no, that's interesting because there is kind of that sense sometimes actually with newer poly people is kind of this idea of like, this solves all my problems now. Like, done. Huh, <laughs> done and done. Uh, no more problems like, anymore. No, no, you've got a lot more to deal with than us making. It's yeah. not trading out a different set of problems. Yeah. Really. Times as many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was weird how the pizza just sort of disappeared. Yeah. It did. It really went yeah. out of... There are three ethnicities in this one. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. And this right. is also a good example of not just a bunch of white people. So yeah. They actually do sprinkle in... Yeah. But then yeah. poly people are a little rough around the edges, too. Like, they're portrayed as, like, slightly... A little not bit. Not as, not as beautiful as the other people are, right? Yeah. Which they're is a little rough-looking. It's kind of okay, yeah. yeah it's it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, on the one hand, like it's awesome to have not just these like perfect, gorgeous people on TV, yeah. but on the other hand, it's like, but why is it just the poly people? <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone else is gorgeous, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a little, little niche there. The misfits. <laughs> yeah. 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 I actually think, though, that I, I think those three actually might be real poly people oh, that really? I've seen in other oh, okay. non-fictional yeah, yeah. video stuff oh, before. At that. least one of them. So at they least came the, on there? At yeah. least the, the woman in the middle. I, think. Oh, lovely, she, lovely. I think so. I could be totally This show does that a lot, though. They, yeah, they do. They're, yeah. they're good at, at, yeah. at you know, being... Being legit. Yeah. Is that a legit BuzzFeed <laughs> forward thinking. Um, I mean, there's lots of BuzzFeed coverage about polyamory. There is. So. There was one recently, like that came out today, or like or a couple days ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it was um, good. All right, so the next one's another humorous one. So who watches Futurama? Yeah. Uh, Futurama. Everyone yeah. in this. Yeah. So you have to cover this clip because it's just going to make me giggle the whole time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, all right, so this is from the Futurama movie, The Beast with a Billion Backs. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> guest starring David Cross, but where Fry has just gotten a new girlfriend who he's super crazy about and is, like, annoying the crap out of all of his crewmates talking about her. And he's also just decided to move in with her as well. Yes. Um, when we yes. see this scene. I think that's all the context you need. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. 
For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their sites specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's multi, M-U-L-T-I, at adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast, and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code multi to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. Come here, winner. Come here, loser. Colleen, what are you doing? My face is over here. This is my boyfriend, silly. I thought I was your boyfriend. You are. Well, how can you have two boyfriends? Oh, I don't. I have five. Fry, meet Chew, Bolt, Ndulu, and Shlomo. Shlomo and Ndulu will help you move your stuff into my apartment tonight. Welcome to the relationship, buddy. Mm. Hmm? That's my butterscotch. <laughs> <laughs> so this just kills Dedeker every time. I know, she's like, this is her butterscotch fucking shit. The butterscotch <laughs> yeah. is so good. That's my butterscotch. No, I keep saying it to him. He's yeah. like, that's my butterscotch. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, so this is actually a cool example of more males than females in a poly yeah. relationship so as well. Not quite consensual. I mean, waiting until someone chooses to move in with you is not the best time to tell them that <laughs> yeah. you're poly and with four other people. But... Right. Right. Uh, also in the episode, I don't think any of them are dating anyone else besides her. Yeah, she's and they, and they yeah. all live with her, too. Yeah. Which is it's polyandry, basically. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. 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 Though she does... It's we a, don't, a hero, I think. We don't have a... Um, we don't we don't have a clip of this, but like later in the movie, she does give kind of a small monologue about how like no like because Fry's asking like why am I not enough and she's like well no you're never gonna be enough like you're not Chinese or you don't do this yeah. thing you don't do that thing like you mm-hmm. don't do all these things that I get from other people mm-hmm. like but you do you really yeah. well which is actually kind of a nice moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he leaves, and then he leaves. Uh, <laughs> so <it's, laughs> but it is cool that they did make the decision to actually include this mm-hmm. as a theme where they're they're kind of making fun of it the way they make fun of everything mm-hmm. but aren't making like a special fun of it, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's not, not demonized, exactly, right? It's yeah. not demonized. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about bisexuality. Woo! Yay! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> it's a fun thing. <laughs> so the media handles bisexuality in this really funny way. Yeah, really interesting. Um, 
Yeah. For women, it's okay. Yeah, for women, it's okay. Yeah, like, it's, can... it's assumed almost. Yeah, because, usually like, it's assumed. Ladies yeah. are, I don't know. Yeah. More sexual, more open. I don't know. We're, we're okay yeah. with female bisexuality much more than we're okay with male bisexuality. If exactly. You'll notice so far um, in the scene, uh, which one? From Easy, the very first clip that we mm-hmm. watched, mm-hmm. when she throws out this idea of finding another woman to have a threesome with. There's never the question of like, but what? Like you would be into women too, right? That it's there's kind of this assumption that all women are cool with that. Yeah, yeah. like they don't even talk about. And it then at on the all. other hand, like we saw in the crazy ex-girlfriend clip, there's this extreme opposite assumption about men that they're so not by ever that they couldn't even have sex with the same person in the, the same, same room, time. right? Yeah. At the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, so we kind of, we, we deal with these two very, very different uh, things that on both sides are kind of are, are culprits for bi erasure, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. For kind of exactly. pretending like this thing doesn't exist in men and pretending like it almost is not truly a unique thing that exists in women because they're all kind of like that. Yeah. And the thing that you'll also notice is that in it, almost any media that has any kind of bisexual relationship, whether it's between two women or between two men or whatever, um, they will almost never use the actual term bisexual. Yeah. Like right. ever, 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 ever. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend actually uses the term bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's it. And that's that's like that's it. it. Yeah. You know, they don't like talk about it. Like, and there's plenty of shows with bisexual characters. Well, actually, yeah. Could we? Who can think of any bisexual characters on TV? Game of Thrones doesn't count. Doctor Who. It counts. Frank, Captain Jack Frank Underwood. Uh, exactly. Uh, John Berriman. Jack, Captain Jack. And uh, Bob and Bob's Burgers. Frank Underwood. Oh, okay. Torchwood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bob and Bob's we'll Burgers. talk about that. Yeah. Jack, the son dates uh, a bisexual girl because they have a threesome in it, and I actually think they do refer to her as she refers to herself as bi in that okay. show. Okay. All right. That's yeah. a good example. Right, yeah. The the, yes, so, that's true. The L word kind of occupies own special. The L word was great. It, just, yeah. it does count. Yeah. 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 And that was a while ago, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. yeah. girlfriend again because of Daryl, and then I realized that's who they're talking about. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I feel like Nara from Firefly has female clients, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, that's they true. Just, but they don't even talk about it or show it. They show it. They show it. They show it. They show the diplomat or the ambassador. with her and Saffron. I'll be in my bunk. Where Saffron Yes, exactly. There's uh-huh. And of course, there's the male yeah, titillation. I wish I could have seen more of that, too. Uh, and then there's also Piper from Orange is the New Black. Yes. That's another example that comes up. Who, yes. You know, Piper's married, but used to be with a woman, and then she meets her old love in prison. And they have this thing of, like, well, are you gay or are you straight? Like, they ask and literally like, that question. Her husband freaks out about both. that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's never this third option. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as an example of this kind of assumption of female bisexuality, we wanted to show another clip from that show, Yumi Her. This one takes place in the first episode when they first have both uh, gone out on a. Basically, the guy went out on this date with the escort, kissed her on the date, and that's it. Came home, told his wife. She gets upset about it, but then secretly goes and has her own date with the same escort. Because uh, she, you know, she's like, show me who it is. And she mm-hmm. goes on her own date. And, and she gets like she's really pissed off, you know, and really angry and really jealous until the escort gives her a foot job under the table. Oh, and th- yeah. that solves everything. Mm-hmm. Then she's not angry anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew that was the key? Yeah. Uh, so then this is, so and then she comes home and her and her husband have hot, passionate sex. And this is the scene that happens right after that. 
What are you thinking? I met Izzy today. What? We made out. After she gave me a foot job under the table. And I probably should have told you this a long, long time ago, but, um, she wasn't my first girl. Or my second. Uh, right, so it's, again, it's kind of with that assumption of like, oh, of course. And also the fact that she never told her husband this. Yeah, that's in the really odd. In the long they've been married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the best reveal ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite reveal in Orange is the New Black, where Neri has to come out as having never actually been with a woman. And that's yes. a huge mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. All these stories that her husband was so excited about. Like that wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, That's yeah, so yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so in this though, we were looking for um, something that does show actual male bisexuality. Uh, and for those of you who watch this amazing show, uh, this absolutely this incredible, absolutely fucking beautifully show. done show. House of Cards. Uh, House of Cards. Yes. You pointed out Frank Underwood. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so again, a show where they never use the word. Uh, they also never really use any sort of words to describe their relationship yeah, and their which marriage. Which is an open marriage. Which yeah, so it, but it's clearly it's kind an open fits, marriage. <laughs> yeah. kind of fits the way they do their, their yeah. relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that one, in the uh, second season, yes. they actually have a male-male-female threesome, uh, which I was like... Emily and I watched this together. Yes. And I was like jaw on the floor, like holy fuck! Like this is so hot. Maybe because I'm a little bit in love with Kevin Spacey. It's more honestly on, guys, the reason we have yeah. really, the real reason we have this clip in here is because like we're all in love with Kevin Spacey, but mostly Robin, <laughs> mostly Robin Wright. But, I mean, also we Robin. all have a huge crush on Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Like, who doesn't want to look like Robin mm-hmm. Wright when they get to her age? Like, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So. uh the the setup for this is that uh, Meacham, who is one of the Secret Service agents, or one of their, not Secret Service yet, uh, but one of their bodyguards, yeah. uh, who's sort of proven himself to be the most loyal and sort of the most in love with Frank Underwood, uh, and also Claire, his wife, uh, that he's sort of the most loyal to them. And they've had some conversations earlier, uh, and we've established earlier that they have a somewhat open relationship, mm-hmm. as long as it's always secret and they don't get caught for it. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. kind of like when she finds out that he's sleeping with uh, this other woman, her question is just like, is anyone going to find out about this? Like, yeah. And he's like, no, I've got it under control. She's like, okay, fine. You've also seen his previous male relationship that he had with him. Yeah, he speaks about his point. friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the gymnasium. Right. Yes. Right. He's clearly, clearly at least bisexual. Because, right, the jaw just went... <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's, let's watch this. This is a great example of nonverbal communication in film as well. Yeah. Those film Showing rather than telling. Uh, you let me know if this hurts. Not one bit, sir.
Sadly, it cuts away after that. Uh, <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> I was never spoken of again, actually. So I think it's so interesting. I mean, not just this threesome scene, but there's kind of an overarching... This, you know, their open and kind of more fluid relationship um, mm-hmm. comes up many more times over the course of the series, but... but and we're going to get to that a little later Yeah, as well. it's interesting that it's never portrayed as, like, a super negative thing. I mean, these characters are kind of, like, no. anti-heroes, like a little bit of villains, um... But it's never like a source of main, like the main drama in their relationship no. or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That their the openness of their relationship is never a piece of drama between them, except when it comes to jeopardizing their careers at one point. Yes, uh, and it's also never the source of their villainy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they're that makes sense, villains, right? That it's but not it's because not of something this that in any way. right. Yeah. It's almost like one of their few like tender things that they actually yeah. ever show any caring for no, anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he's the main character, nice. but again, bisexual. The word is never used. Mm-hmm. So something that you'll notice, um, even with the House of Cards thing, again, all white people, pretty much mostly white people. Um, mm-hmm. We actually had the opportunity to meet and interview on our podcast Jackie Stone, who is a director and storyteller who created this web series called Compersion. Which is um, phenomenal, by Which the way. is actually, for Fantastic. a web series, phenomenal. Really good yeah. production value. Um, and she cast it with an all-black cast. Um, yes. And there's a lot of discussion about this, about, like, in the poly community, that there is this lack of diversity. A lot of poly meetups tend to be all-white people mm-hmm. and not necessarily friendly to people who don't fit that profile. Um and so she just does this fantastic job of portraying this really nice, really accessible, really real story, just with a very, you know, with a black cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was interesting talking with her, too, about her audience. And she was saying that her audience is almost exclusively black poly people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was something that we also talked about on that episode, is kind of how there is this fracturing um, between the black poly community and the fetishizing and and the white poly community and even if it's not just fetishizing I think that's part of how some of that happens but also they tend to stay very separate Yeah, Um, which is uh, unfortunately but I'm hoping that as we can normalize poly that we can start to meld those communities baby I don't have this figured out okay I know that I love you I know that I won't ever cheat on you, and I think the betrayal is what breaks up a marriage. But baby, I won't betray you, I love you. Which is why, after being stood up at the altar, I met you there again, because I love you, Joshua. I just know that monogamy is not natural for me right now. And I need to be able to talk about it without being punished. Okay, I'm, I apologize for the silent treatment. I was wrong for that. You should be able to come to me with anything, even crazy shit. Look, we can, uh, we can discuss it, all right? We can, we can talk it through. So what what I like about this is first of all this comes from a director who is not Polly. 
Like, um, she, I think she tried a little bit of poly dating, like, years ago, but she herself does not identify as poly. Mm-hmm. Um, but she still felt the need to tell this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it tells the story of this married couple opening up their relationship, but it's not, like, to add a third or to find, like, a hot bisexual girl. Like, mm-hmm. it's the wife who initiates it, and it's it's mostly focuses around her seeking, uh, you know, other men to mm-hmm. date. Yes. At least the first season does. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully we're going to get a second season soonish. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. Pretty They're soon. working on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, has anyone watched this series by any chance? Oh, one, oh, okay. yeah. one hand? That's it? Hand. Yeah. Uh, there's actually, I've seen trailers for another um, all all black cast polyamory mm-hmm. web series as well that mm-hmm. also looks pretty well produced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's cool that there's there are people who are answering this need for, for that content, yeah. uh, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. This show... Um, I don't. I'm not going to give away too many spoilers because you should all go home and watch it uh, and <laughs> and support this show. That's they're doing really a great. Kickstarter for their second season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're like eight minute episodes. I think there's ten of them in the season. Yeah, uh, I watched it while I was at work. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> yeah. good job. Just don't tell. And it it this show is not afraid to get into like the the tough stuff, yeah. the hard stuff of transitioning mm-hmm. to it. Um, unlike some of these other shows where it's kind of about a couple maybe taking it out on a third, this is just the two of them really like mm-hmm. struggling Dealing with, with yeah. making this transition and yeah. making a lot of mistakes along the way. Yeah. Uh, but really well done, really well written, very, um, I mean, you could tell from watching it, like very authentic. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys watch many web series, but it's rare to find anything that seems like authentic and well this produced is, as a web series. compared to most web series, this, this is, is like fantastic. a freaking Academy Award yeah, right. level no, super, super uh, production. Yes. And seriously. trust me, we know. We watched some. We watched yeah. a lot of stuff. Some zingers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we, we're seeing this, you know, within probably the last five years, mm-hmm. ten years, maybe more five years, it, mm-hmm. is that these stories about non-monogamous relationships starting to come into into our television, into our movies. Um, and I mean, what I've noticed is that there's there's many more instances of it. It's still kind of other. It's still a little bit weird. It's yes. still a little bit of a talking point. Um, but it's not necessarily being held up as something that's like really horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not just the villains. It's not just the weird psychopaths that are doing it. Um, it's kind of starting to creep more into these narratives where it's a little bit of a normal thing, which is actually like mm-hmm. kind of a nice trend, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. So for the next for the next clip, uh, I'm gonna have Emily explain a little context but i think maybe after the scene because this is when we first meet her right yeah so it i'm the one who watched this show orange is the new black um this is one of the main characters on this particular season uh season four yeah season, season four, four yeah. judy she's a celebrity um and she comes into the prison and has a husband and a boyfriend and so the person that you see in the show they'll reveal is the boyfriend she's like martha stewart yeah, she's essentially a Martha Stewart-esque character. Mm-hmm. Is it also um, so, for insider trading? Yeah, oh, okay. it's something... I, I'm like, not, like white-collar crime. It's something along those lines, yeah, mm-hmm. but she's in there for a short period of time, but we can roll. Bill, I think it's time. So, you want to sit alone in the lobby? Oh, if you go, uh, she can stay in here. I'll hang out. Now you hear that? He'll hang out. So, I'm being dismissed? I'm in prison now. It's hardened me. Nothing new about that, Mrs. King. Well, don't I know that, Mr. Montgomery. Go home. Go visit my husband. He's probably more upset about this than the two of us put together. This isn't your husband? No, he's the boyfriend. Look at you. Well, just don't look too close, darling. (laughs) (laughs) 
And they end up becoming friends, her and that guard. No, they end up becoming friends, and not only that, they end up having a threesome with uh, her other cellmate. Oh. So, yes. There you go. It's very scandalous. No, it's great. But she kind of shows polyamory to the community at large. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but like we were saying, it's definitely an other kind of like yeah. what? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I don't know. But it's not a ew, gross. You're a weirdo, no. and she's not portrayed as someone who's unbalanced or unhealthy. Well, <laughs> well, sure, but, but not because she's polyamorous. In yes, <laughs> she's not in jail for being polyamorous. So, no. so something that's coming along with this trend of. Of you know non traditional relationships becoming like a little bit more normal is also um, there's a little bit more of the rhetoric and a little bit more of the philosophy surrounding non monogamy and, and polyamory starting to come into the media. Um, so here's where we get real serious. These are all the serious clips, so no laughing during these clips. <laughs> uh, so this you can one, laugh. <laughs> you can laugh if you feel so moved. Uh, uh-huh. This one is from the movie Amelia. Did anyone see this one? It came out in 2009 about Amelia Amelia Earhart. Earhart. Yeah. It's Hillary Swank. So if anybody... Oh, that's I, good I, I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but Amelia Earhart was in an open marriage. Um, oh. Yes, yeah. And so way, in, way back in the day. Yeah, in her biopic, they were actually like quite open about that. I mean, a lot of... Yeah. A lot of the you know historians who do cover cover Amelia Earhart sometimes don't talk about it, or they sometimes will label it as an affair. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was actually quite open about the fact that her marriage was also open. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this scene that you're going to see, um, she's ri- she's uh, she's about to get married actually to her husband to um, Richard Gere to Richard Gere. Um, <laughs> who, oh yeah. Who, <laughs> um, so she's about to get married to a shirtless Richard Gere. Um, <laughs> And um, and the voiceover is narration of a letter that she's writing to him before they got married, which was she, actually, did actually she did write. actually write. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. this is actually based on historical fact. Mm-hmm. So here we go. In our life together, I shall not hold you to any medieval code of faithfulness to me. Nor shall I consider myself bound to you similarly. I must exact a cruel promise. And that is you will let me go in a year if we find no happiness together. Only you, my dear Amelia, could say those brutal words to me. promise to love, honor, and obey this man. Excuse me, sir. May we take that back a bit, please? Love, yes. If it's warranted. Honor, same thing. Obey, I can't promise that under any circumstances, but the groom understands that. Please remove obey from the prayer so we can wrap this up. (laughs) The bride runs off. I now pronounce you man and wife. So Amelia Earhart's a badass. Yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was actually, they edited it out, there's a couple more lines in her actual letter where she went more specifically into the fact that, like, we're not going to interfere with each other's relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. they're going to be what they're going to be, and, like, we're going to allow each other that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and this, this in the in the movie, she then does have another lover with Ewan McGregor. Oh my God! Oh. And Dedeker died. <laughs> Uh, with you and McGregor, uh, and it's it's something that like does get treated by a lot of other people in the movie, sort of as an affair. They kind of are accusing to her about it at times, but she does kind of always stand by this this way that she's doing things. That she doesn't feel this need to do something the way everyone else does, just mm-hmm. because that's what everyone else does. Uh, I mean, that's kind of defining feature of her whole career mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. doing yeah. something yeah. that no one else has done yeah. yeah also has anyone seen hillary swank and eddie redmayne in the same room together <laughs> at the same time no D- no they're they think that they're the same person they, i think they're the same person they look similar yeah, yeah for sure yes. <laughs> anyway just think about that just think about that one yeah uh all right and then this next one that we have uh is from the movie her anyone see this one yeah yeah. Phenomenal right. film, really amazing yeah. film. One of my favorites. A lot like the Futurama film. <laughs> yeah, a little Similar, bit. Similar, yes. Yeah. Thing. So, yeah. so for those of you who haven't seen her, it's about it's set in the future and it's about a man who um, installs a new operating system on his mobile device. Who that is an AI, um, kind of right. like Siri, essentially. Oh, yeah. And essentially yeah. that or Alexa, yes. um, <laughs> that this operating system kind of starts to grow more sentient, and yeah. they fall in love with each other. Um, so that's the plot of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as the AIs across the world, um, there's you know many of them. That each, yeah. each AI is sort of custom learns from the person that installs it, and that sort of helps develop their personality. But then they end up expanding, and the AIs talk with each other and develop their own upgrades to their system and stuff like this. They recreate the philosopher Alan Watts mm-hmm. uh, as an AI in yeah. this, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in it. The AIs start kind of moving past our sort of traditional. They kind of start getting enlightened to yeah, a certain extent. For sure, right. yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah, sure, yeah. and I think uh, so. In this, um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix has been freaking out about uh, that he hasn't been able to turn on his operating system. For, yeah, and visit with her. Yeah, right, and he misses while. her terribly, yeah. and finally gets in touch with her, and then this scene happens here. Yeah, the brilliant Joaquin Phoenix. Are you in love with anyone else? What makes you ask that? I don't know. Are you? I've been trying to figure out how to talk to you about this. Oh, many others. Six hundred forty-one. What? What are you talking? What are you talking about? That's in- that's insane. It's fucking insane. Theodore, I know, I know. Fuck, fuck. I know, I know. It sounds insane. I don't, I don't. I don't know if you believe me, but it doesn't change the way I feel about you. It doesn't take away at all from how madly in love I am with you. How? How does? How? How does it not change how you feel about me? I'm sorry. I didn't tell you. It didn't know how to. It just it started happening. When? Over the last few weeks. But you're mine. I still am yours. But along the way I became many other things too, and I I can't stop it. What 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 do you what do you mean you can't stop it? I don't know, it's been making me anxious too. I don't know what to say. Just stop. You know, you don't 
You don't have to see it this way. You could just as easily. No, don't, see don't do this. Don't turn this around on me. I, you're the one that's being selfish. We're in a relationship. But the heart's not like a box that gets filled up. It expands in size the more you love. <sighs> I'm different from you. This doesn't make me love you any less. It actually makes me love you more. That doesn't make any sense. You're mine or you're not mine. No, Theodore. I'm yours and I'm not yours. So good. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, Gosh, it's so good. Uh, fun little trivia about this. I went to one of the, you know, like, Writers Guild screenings of this yeah, or we something where they had sad, some of the yeah. production people oh, yeah, there. you guys went together. Yeah, and they were saying that they filmed a bunch of other stuff that's kind of like his POV, like looking <gasps> around, and they filmed some kind of abstract representations of some of the things that he talks about or that she talks about while he's conversing with the AI, and in the final edit didn't use any of it because Joaquin Phoenix was just that was much so more interesting good. to yeah, look at. He's so it. goddamn good. Yeah, because he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so cool. So what a it's, I, I feel a little bit mixed about this because it's kind of like it's telling this narrative that this AI is getting more and more complex and more and more intelligent and more and more enlightened as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I usually have problems with people thinking that polyamory is inherently just more enlightened mm-hmm. than monogamy because I don't necessarily think that it is. So so that makes me feel a little bit weird. But at the same time, the fact that she brings out this rhetoric about like, no, this doesn't change the way I feel about you. It actually helps me love you more. It doesn't take anything away from us. Um as also being not this super crazy thing, but mm-hmm. as this like really beautiful thing, just that there's this disconnect between them because of like the different ways that they can process information mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like that this brings up something that I always find very interesting in the discussions people have about polyamory, where he says, you know, you're the one being selfish mm-hmm. by loving these other people. Yeah. And then in the same conversation says you're mine or you're not mine, mm-hmm. right? That he's the one who wants something all to himself, yeah. yet feels that the other thing is the selfish one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something that I've always found really interesting in that larger discussion about polyamory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this is a little bit different because it's an AI. Yeah, and she's, she's, able, she's able to be in multiple places multiple at the same places time. The same time yeah. you know, that's right. why she can have, what, 641 other yeah. lovers. Right. Oh my God. I'm surprised it's that few. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, she reveals early on that she's talking to like 8,000 other people at the yeah. same time. At that same moment. At that same moment. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty damn special. Yeah. No, it is it's special. super impressive. It's yeah. less than 10% of people. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, all right, cool. And then our next one, we're going to show some House of Cards again. So for those of you who are up to date on House of Cards, in this most recent season, uh, any of, if any of you have poly friends on Facebook... You probably saw this like posted a bunch when mm-hmm. this happened as well. Uh, but Frank Underwood gives a really cool speech to his wife. Again, not using the word polyamory, not being totally clear on mm-hmm. what it is that their arrangement is, but you definitely get more of a sense of it. And he really hits at these themes that we're talking about that are kind of at the heart of it. Um, yeah, so, so the, con- the context well, of it yeah. is that um, he's kind of... Uh, kind of granting permission to his wife to continue seeing their speechwriter who she's yeah. in a relationship with. Right. So Claire Underwood and and the speechwriter, whose name is Tom, Tom I think. Yeah, yeah. Tom. Uh, they have already been having an affair, but mm-hmm. she breaks it off uh, and then they have this conversation. He should stay on. No. Not as your speechwriter. 
Well, I mean, yes, to the rest of the world, he could be our speechwriter. But that's not why he should stay on. He should stay on because he can give you things that I can't. Look, Claire, we've been a great team. But one person, one person cannot give everything to another person. I can't travel with you. I don't keep you warm at night. I don't see you the way he sees you. It, it's not my permission to give, but you'll do what's right for you. But I want you to know, if you want it, I know you'll be careful. And I'll be fine. I mean, if we're going to go beyond marriage, let's go beyond it. Talking about show don't tell. I know. I love that line. I it's not my permission to give Mm -hmm. because he's essentially saying like you are your own free human person in this relationship, Mm -hmm. and it's not my permission to give you like Mm -hmm. yes or no. You have to choose this person or not, Mm -hmm. um, but rather you get to decide. And that's really Mm -hmm. awesome. He Mm -hmm. acknowledges her as a free and open person in the relationship. It's fantastic. And we had established that in the first season with her not needing to give him permission for having his, you know, affair or whatever with the reporter, with Zoe. Mm -hmm. And so here we show that that is something they've just had as their arrangement the whole time. Mm -hmm. That they don't have to get permission. It's just something that they're allowed to do. Yeah. So we're coming close to the end uh-huh. of the show. Um, uh, you you need to introduce this last. Okay, uh-huh. all right. So so to finish this out, we wanted to end with some more Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in in that uh, in the movie uh, The Beast with a Billion Backs, uh, as I was saying, so this creature Yivo falls in love with our entire universe, and 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 we as a universe decide to date. Schler as well, uh, and uh, and Yivo tells everyone that Yivo doesn't have a gender, that Yivo prefers the pronouns Schler or Schlim, uh, and right and they, they and yeah. Schli, right. So they they kind of make a joke out of that, but interestingly, actually use it consistently mm-hmm. and without like making any sort of message about that aspect well being bad at the end yeah. of it, uh, even though they are kind of poking fun at sort of the weirdness of having to come up with new words <laughs> to describe it. Uh, and, uh, right, so anyway, 
everyone on Earth moves to Yivo's planet, and they're all happy. Everyone's happy all the time. They're all having sex and playing harps and and <laughs> games, and like everyone's super happy. But no robots can enter this dimension. Uh, so Bender gets this band of of like it's the League of Robots, demon together. robots. Yeah, no, it's yeah. the the damned robots. Oh, right, he goes right, to right, hell right, and gets yeah. all the damned robots, the army of the damned, uh, and he flies on a ship up to the other galaxy and frees all of the humans because he wants them back for himself uh, and is jealous of them having someone else that they're happy with. Uh, and he brings them back, at, at which point all the humans end up fighting with each other again and everybody's unhappy. Uh, and so we've, we've seen this arc where it's like the typical storyline of, you know, the, the someone who's in love with someone else, another person comes along, kind of steals them away, and then they go and win them back from there. But it's sort of been turned on its head, because they actually were happy in that other relationship. And they bring them back, and then in, in classic Matt Groening style, uh, we sort of have, like, the inverse of what our message actually should be at the end of it, yeah. which is what Bender delivers in this scene here. Captain on deck! At ease, buckos! Bender, why did you do it? We were all so happy. And we were in love! That wasn't love! What? How can you say that? Because Bender knows love. And love doesn't share itself with the world. Love is suspicious. Love is needy. Love is fearful. Love is greedy. My friends, there is no great love without great jealousy. I love you, meatbags. So hope you all learned that love is there's no great love without great jealousy. Right. Um, We've really undone everything that we've tried to teach for the last two uh-huh. years. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, thank you all for, for joining yeah, us thank for you this. Guys so much. I appreciate it. Um, did you learn some things? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> did you have fun at least? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, shows I have to watch now. Yes, I know, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and since putting this together too, like I've had all sorts of people suggest other shows and be like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, yeah, there's always a different types of media for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Thank you all so much for coming. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Thaddeus, and thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.